Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast 109 for January 30th, 2014. The website is klezmerpodcast.com, and you can write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. You can also find Klezmer Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Last.fm at username Klezmer Podcast. I also encourage you to check out my monthly playlist on Spotify, where I get to show you a lot more music than I can on the podcast here. My interview guests on this episode of the podcast are members of the band Jaffa Road from Toronto, Canada. I met up with Jaffa Road while they were performing at Klezdefall in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And since this interview was recorded, Jaffa Road won the Canadian Folk Music Award for 2013 as World Group of the Year. We'll be hearing a track from Jaffa Road's album, Where the Light Gets In, a little bit later, as well as a couple of extra tracks that I'm throwing in from some of the band members' individual projects. So here's my interview with Jaffa Road. This was recorded on September 29th, 2013. Hi, this is Keith from Klezmer Podcast, and we're in the Hebraic Center in Sao Paulo for Klezdefall 2013, and have a great pleasure of visiting with Jaffa Road from Toronto, Canada, one of the many great Jewish bands from Toronto uh, these days, and uh, we have Aaron, Sudar, Aviva, Liam, and Jeffrey. Got everybody. Boy, I got Pretty good. <laughs> you guys just finished a, a, a great show, uh, almost yeah. a full a full crowd, and had a little bit of time to uh, visit and get acquainted. So, um, you have a, a different take on Jewish music, heavy in the with Hebrew and Ladino, and seems like some original melodies you guys are doing. Who'd like to uh, try to explain? How Jaffa Road came came about, and and your take on the Jewish music scene, Liam. <laughs> Liam's just guesting on this uh, gig, so we won't. I won't. I won't pester him too much. <laughs> uh, Aaron, okay. Uh, well, I think initially I had a inspiration to to create some new. Jewish music with lots of different influences from different parts of the world when I was at a Shlomo Bar concert in Israel many years ago. And very shortly after that, uh, I was introduced to Aviva by a, a mutual friend who had the idea, the inclination that we should meet to play music together. And uh, soon discovered mutual interests and mutual inspiration and uh, started to work towards creating this this band and this uh, this take as you said on on Jewish music which is based in our um, interest and passion for for uh, for Hebrew and Ladino and uh, and different just different sounds and different instruments from different different parts of the world and and bringing it together in a in hopefully what sounds like a fresh and, and unique way and you're playing guitar and oud, um, and I always love the oud and, and Dumbek 
Jeff's uh, Doombeck master over there. Um, that, that has such a, a MIDI groove to it, um, which I guess, and you did that with the Ladino tunes as well, which I don't hear as much, but um, I think it's a really interesting um, way to, to present that. Yeah, well, I don't think we can take credit for that idea particularly. No, because um, <laughs> because there, you know, we've heard uh, many recordings of people taking the Ladino uh, part, or sorry, at least parts of the Ladino repertoire, and contextualizing it in that sort of more classical Middle Eastern kind of instrumentation. Um, and then, you know, we've mixed it up with some drum kit, and we've mixed it up with electric bass, saxophone. But that 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 element of playing the Ladino songs with oud and darbuka as the accompaniment is that's that's very that's very much inspired by uh, by an existing tradition that we that we just really like the aesthetic of. So. Uh, Aviva, I want to ask you about the the Ladino because your Ladino sounds really good. I've been hearing a lot of Ladino from um, a lot of groups lately. There seems to be a, a I don't know if I want to say a resurgence, but but um, more Ladino being performed by more bands lately, um, and you're obviously part of that. So how how do you see the Ladino repertoire as as becoming more popular again, and, and your take on it? Want me to hold it? I first heard Ladino actually in 2002 when Aaron introduced me to the music of yes that was sung by Yasmin Levy. So actually, that's pretty late. I didn't grow up with it. I mean, I come from an Ashkenazi background, and we weren't exposed at all to Sephardic culture. Being exposed to Sephardic culture has enriched my life and deepen my Jewish soul immensely. The music that I was playing with Aaron and then as the band members came along was definitely more, as he said, um, influenced by the Middle East, the grooves, the modes, closer to Arabic music. In 2006, I stumbled upon my now teacher and mentor of Ladino music, who's Flor Jagoda. So she's an 89-year-old um, Yugoslavian musician. And the, as some people, I'm sure, will know, the keeper of the Balkan Ladino tradition. Very different music. And her take on the music is very, very different than what we heard from Yasmin and what I've been doing with Jaffa Road. So I'm now officially studying through Virginia Folklife some of that music with Flory. So it's been seven years. So I've had a chance to move in and out of these different views of Ladino, different sounds, different flavors. And I'd like to say that I think it's growing, but I, I don't know that for sure. Like, I think that people have been covering Ladino for some time, and and definitely Flory's music has made it more accessible. So simply because she wrote Ocho Candelicas, and people have heard it everywhere, and now they think it's yeah. a trad... So most people don't credit her, which I want to say here <laughs> online, everybody should credit Flori Jagoda. Um, and definitely it's nowhere near her greatest song, so I suggest people go back into the repertoire. But people are now doing that all over the world um, in some crazy, crazy wild arrangements, which is great. And maybe that has helped to stir 
a Ladino, more Ladino interest, the numbers of people speaking Ladino is going down for sure. There isn't, as far as I know, a really strong a movement, like I, I, an organized movement. There may be more m- music, and I hope very much that we've been part of contributing to that, as in our recent album, Where Light Gets In. We wrote our first original Ladino tune, Bring Love Home, and we're, it's, I think we all, it's one of our favorite tunes. So with all of this, I hope, I do hope there's a resurgence and that we can create to that and also a reimagining of how the music might sound. Great. Well said. I, I encourage you to keep writing more. <laughs> um, I don't think you didn't do that one in your set today. Okay. I just want to make sure I didn't miss something because uh, I don't get all of the titles of the tunes necessarily. So, um, see which ones we did or didn't do on this uh, particular show. Um, but Sidar, uh, I have to ask you about um, your take uh, as, as the reed guy, uh, soprano alto sax and wood flute, which I've never heard, heard wood flute on the Jewish music before, um, and I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, we, we talked about that uh, for a few minutes already, um, and you bring a jazz uh, element that we don't really see too much uh, in Jewish music in general. We, we talked about Mike Einkowitz a little bit, um, but uh, although his band is is a kind of a jazz based band, but this is it, it's kind of a mix uh, with a little bit of traditional stuff with the Hebrew and L- Ladino repertoire, but throwing jazz in there. Um, as well, and and it sounds really great with in combination with the with the oud, so I really like that. But how'd you get uh, drawn into the Jewish music and then bring the jazz? Um, well, <clears throat> I've been interested in all kinds of music for a long time, and um, uh, I know there are several groups out there who use who have who incorporate jazz into their music, uh, whatever tradition it's sourced in. But um, often what I find is, this is sort of asking this question and taking a detour, yeah. but uh, what I find often is uh, the music that is, is played, the jazz that's played on that, is it feels separate from the music. It doesn't feel as integrated into the music. Not that I'm you know, completely integrated, but I think because I've, I've worked with so many different bands and different styles of music, not just jazz, uh, I think I can relax some of those... Uh, the jazz things that might not work with with some of this music. Uh, I, I'm not fixed around like I, I say jazz, but but there's so much music that I've I've played. You know, from soca to to reggae to to um, Indian music to whatever it might be. Right, coming to jazz. Uh, so I think I, I I guess I say jazz because that's a way to, to categorize it. But I think I think of more like improvised music. And it doesn't have to be. There's a jazz language for sure. But um, so my point is that I think the jazz works in this context because I I, um, I know some of this music. I know Middle East, some of Middle East. I've studied some Middle Eastern music, some Turkish music, and uh, and um, while there's there's a space that jazz can go to, I can go to with the jazz, which I kind of go to sometimes. I still have to sort of temper it. Uh, you still have to stay in the mode. I still have to say, well, I don't, actually, always. <laughs> I don't always do that. I don't always stay in the mode. Sometimes that's I do. That's problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like you do, but then sometimes you 
you can go and come back, right? And uh, so it's just that because I under, I think I understand some of this music. Uh, it, it doesn't become like um, uh, music that slapped onto another one style, slapped onto another style. So it becomes more from a place of of um, of uh, less of from an outside place than an inside place, right? Um, so I think that's why it, it can work. And often I see, I hear bands where that doesn't happen. I hear one style of music, and then I hear the jazz, and the jazz just sounds like someone's playing jazz over this music. But it, they have to come from 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 a foundation. But also, I think that um, it also comes down to the fact that all music has uh, as a connection, has has a, as a universal something that that is shared, which is. Um, I, I don't know. I like to call it the "quote unquote" the cry, I like the, the the sort of the blues, whatever it is. And, and I say blues because we all know what the blues means. But I'm not saying blues in the context of African American music, African American music. I'm saying blues in the sense of um, uh, uh, that feeling of that emotional quality. So I think that connection there. I think when you come from there, rather than from trying to put a language on something, I think it, it starts to it starts to um, uh, meet at a better place. Does that, does that answer your question at all? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and so, and then, how do you decide which particular instrument to play on a certain song? Well, we um, worked that out through in, in our Aviva rehearsal Aviva sessions and stuff. And, Aviva yeah. <laughs> Aviva tells him. Right. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so stuff, you know, there's, there's stuff that feels better for some things, and um, uh, you know, one instrument have the certain color might work better with a certain sound of a song. That's kind of the way we think about it too. Great. Well, I, I love the sound, and, and uh, your improvising is uh, spot on with, with everything else that's going on. So, um, well done. <laughs> Very enjoyable. Um, let's see, Jeff. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you about switching between the, the, the drum set and, and the doom back or what other, of whatever other accessory percussion uh, you bring along with it. <laughs> um, so how you decide, again, what you're going to play on, on a particular song? Uh, uh, Aviva tells yeah. <laughs> I love this. I love this bit. <laughs> because if you say it, maybe it'll actually yeah. <laughs> it'll from, from your lips to God's ears, right? Exactly. It's like. <laughs> um, yeah, we. I mean, once she tells you what to play, uh, how, how do you decide how to how to blend in with with the oud and with the flute? It's got to be a little bit different to try to blend. We 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 do uh, seriously arrive at those things largely as a group, um, depending on whatever the treatment is we want to apply to whatever the tune is so it's a done on a tune by tune by tune basis and I mean the the other thing is that the rhythms uh, like the, the typical Middle Eastern rhythms that you would play on the Doombeck can easily be translated to the kit and you could go the other way too although that's we don't do that quite as much but uh, um or c- combine them. Uh, there's a bunch of tunes that I do on both playing Doombeck and Kid at the same time. So, so it just depends on which you know what what the sound is that we're looking for for the, yeah. for this. this song. And, and so, how did you come uh, to the group or or to playing the Jewish music? 
Uh, did you know Aaron from before, <laughs> also, or or? Uh, well, I've I've actually I've been playing. Uh, I played klezmer music for a lot of years uh, with a fellow named John O'Lightstone. <clears throat> and uh, so I was doing that, and then I was also playing uh, in a group called Mazamaze, which did uh, Arabic and a bit of Greek music. So they have a, a more of a world music, uh, ethnic music yeah, uh, yeah. background to start with. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like Sundar, I mean, I, you know, I'm a working musician in Toronto, and there's... You play all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to, to, yeah. Uh, yeah. to you know, to make ends meet you there's i don't there are very few people musicians who can just do one kind of music uh, and make a living and i mean that's one of the things i love about my job is i i get all these i get all this exposure to all these different amazing cultures and rhythms and percussion instruments and uh, and that so i was around uh, and I, I don't actually remember how. Well, it was how you guys because we needed a we needed a percussionist, and I knew about you through right. Okay, having so listened to Mazamaze you know, yeah. a lot. Mazamaze, all right, I have to check that out too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great, thank you. So, and Liam uh, on bass, um, keep everything going, especially when the band drops out and you're just going and uh, <laughs> yeah. going crazy by yourself back there. Uh, Before the tunes ended. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, stop. What? Is it a <laughs> bass solo? Yeah, so so um, <laughs> uh, I'm sure Aviva tells you when to do that uh, as well. <laughs> um, but how, how much of that is, is uh, arranged or, or, or are you told uh, just to find something to do or, or uh, here's 32 bars do something or, or uh, uh, but you, you, you blend with the with with uh, Aaron really well too so it's uh, it's lovely <laughs> that's good thank you um, I'm glad I blend because I don't like to stick out very much if I can avoid it um, you know I mean mostly the songs are kind of arranged when I when I started playing with these guys and it's you know I've sub in from time to time on gigs so I've learned the material over over the last couple of years and uh, sometimes you know with the arc of the song needs to come down and sometimes the best way to do that is just have the voice and the and the bass going um, and then you know keep an Austin auto figure just keep something that's just circular and goes around and uh, I, I played in a band for many years called Mr. Something Something that was kind of based off of Nigerian Afrobeat and literally I would play like I would have a two bar figure and I would play it for 15 to 20 minutes and uh, and so I got really good at playing circular things like that <laughs> um, so I mean it's it's fun to do and it's it's, it's fun to have like you know, be able to feel like you have a pocket yourself without needing everybody else around there or, or around there with you. To you know, I don't. I mean, it's great to have a great drummer who's like keeping the time solid because then I have to do less work or less, maybe less thinking or feeling. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly how to describe it, but well, just less, just less. I have yeah. to do less. Um, but then, uh, but you know, it's it's just a textural thing where where you just. Sometimes you just need it to get come down. So when it comes back up, that you have the intensity and, and you're taking the uh, the audience on a ride, to, uh, a journey through a song, as opposed to just going through the motions. Terrific. So um, if people want to find out more about uh, Jaffa Road or uh, buy your 
albums, download the tracks. Uh, how can they do that? Uh, please check out jafferroad.com, www.jafferroad.com, and it's on iTunes and Bandcamp and CD Baby, and also please check out uh, Viva Trinic Music or Viva Trinic? Viva Trinic.com and Sundar Music Sundarmusic.com uh, for the solo projects of uh, some of the band members. And thanks for your interest. It's been great to, great to chat with you. Great. Uh, thanks. Great meeting all of you, and, and uh, thanks for taking a few minutes. I, I know you're heavily scheduled today, so. Uh, <laughs> in between meals and, and uh, sound checks and running to venues. So thanks again, and uh, enjoy your stay here at the Clestival. Thank you. Thanks, Kate.
I'm back. That was my interview with Jaffa Road, and we heard the track Avre Los Ojos from their album Where the Light Gets In. Next, we're going to hear a track from Aviva's album When I Arrived, You Were Already Here. This is Kadesha Menu, Turn Your Face to the Sun. Thank you. 
Okay, that was Aviva with the track Chadesh Yamenu, Turn Your Face to the Sun, from her album When I Arrived, You Were Already Here. And lastly, we're going to hear from saxophonist and vocalist Sundar from his album What a Dream I Had. This track is I Thought About You. I took a trip on a train Then I thought about you I passed a shadowy lane And I thought about you Two or three cars Parked under the stars A winding stream A moon shining down On some little town And with each beam The same old dream With every stop that we made I thought about you But when I pulled down the shade Then I really felt blue I peeked through the crack And looked at the track The one going back to you Then What did I do? I thought about you Mm-hmm. 
Took a trip on a train, then I thought about you. I passed a shadowy lane, and I thought about you. Two or three cars parked under the stars, winding stream. A moon shining down on some little town, and with each beam, the same old dream. With every stop that we make, yes, I thought about you. But when I pulled down the shade. Then I really felt blue. I peeked through the crack and looked at the track. One going back to you. Then what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? I thought about you. This is Ilana Kravitz of the London Klezmer Quartet, broadcasting from Central London. You can hear my announcement there on klezmerpodcast.com. All right, that was I Thought About You from the album What a Dream I Had by Sundar. I'd like to thank Jaffa Road and all the individual members for appearing on the podcast today and for providing the tracks for us to listen to. Again, the website is klezmerpodcast.com, and if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like your music played or be interviewed on the podcast, please write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. And as always, the music heard on Klezmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only, and is used with permission. So that's about it for Klezmer Podcast 109. Thanks for listening. Please stay subscribed, tell your friends, and until next time, bye for now. <laughs>